0: some people who come very close to dying report memories of spiritual encounters also known as near-death experiences or ndes but a certain experience during an nde that only few come across is said to transform lives jeff olson and robert Baer, two men who have undergone near-death experiences both reported having a life review they say this phenomenon forever change their values. Life Reviews remain a mystery, but its impact is undeniable. I'm Sue Bamba, and this is Mysteries of Life. (music) Jeffrey Olson is a survivor of a near-death experience. He shared the story in his book, Knowing Memoirs of a Journey Beyond the Veil and Choosing Joy After Tragic Loss. In our interview, Jeffrey recounted the experience. He says that in November 1997, he, his wife Tamara, and their two boys were involved in a car accident while driving in Utah.
1: It was the Monday after the Easter holiday that we were headed back on road home. And it was about a five-hour drive for us, and it was a horrific accident. The accident reports say we probably rolled no less than six or eight times. Uh, I blacked out for that. You know, I mean, I don't recall rolling. I remember swerving and losing control. But when the car came to a stop, when the car finally came to rest, I was completely conscious. I, I was alert, I was awake, the first thing, I heard was my 7-year-old Spencer in the back seat behind me and he was crying hysterically and and my first thought as a father is I've got to get to my son. I've got to get to my boy. And that's when I realized I could not move. I was unaware that both of my legs had been crushed. That's when the brutal reality hit that no one else was crying. And um I became acutely aware right there on the accident scene that both my beautiful wife and my youngest son um, were gone.
0: And during the accident, Jeff had a profound spiritual experience.
1: I kept thinking, can't I I just wind back those three seconds? Can't I just wind it all back? But it was in that dark moment that the near-death experience began. And what happened is as I had that thought that this is not okay, things went black, and then it felt like light came, like tangible light rushed to me and and came around me. I felt as if I was surrounded by tangible light that was comforting me. And, And I began to rise above the accident scene. It felt as if I was lifting above the accident scene And suddenly I could breathe. Suddenly the pain was gone and I was actually having the thought, how can I be okay? And as I was having that thought, Tamara, my wife, who I knew was deceased at the scene, suddenly she was there in the light with me. And and she was fine, she was beautiful, she was gorgeous, she was radiant. It's difficult to share what had happened in the accident is because she had reclined her, you know, had laid her seat back and was sleeping. The seatbelt had not restrained her properly. She had suffered head trauma in the accident, which I was aware of. I don't often share these things. I don't do that to be insensitive or graphic or or morbid, but but it was a horrible scene. And yet in the light, here she was beautiful, gorgeous, radiant, and, and she was there. And yet she was communicating to me and saying, Jeff, you can't stay, you can't stay, you've got to go back, you've got to go back. And we literally had a conversation. We had a conversation about if I stayed with her, Spencer would be orphaned. I knew that Griffin had passed and he was not in this exchange, it was just she and I. But we literally made a choice, we, 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 we made the decision that I would go back. And uh, we have no idea how powerful our thoughts are. Because in me choosing to go back, suddenly I found myself moving about a hospital, a busy level one trauma center. I was in the hospital. They had finally stabilized my abdomen and I was able to lay on my side and I was sleeping. And the strange thing is as I slept, I became aware, wow, I'm actually sleeping. It had been so traumatic and the guilt was so heavy that I I, I thought I haven't slept for months. And I was peacefully sleeping when I felt that light come again. That light came the same as at the accident. It surrounded me, it was comforting me. And I'd been grieving so miserably the passing of Griffin, my, my youngest son, my child. And again, this light felt as if I was raising above the hospital bed. But on this occasion, the light dispensed, it it went away. And as it did, I was in the most beautiful, incredible place. I've heard people use words like heaven or the other side or the spirit world. The only word that comes close to what I was experiencing is I was home. I was home. It felt so familiar. And I was, I was whole. My, my leg was not cut off there. I had both legs and both feet, and I had no pain. And I began to run. I began to run. Now, I can't emphasize it was such a physical experience. What I believe happened is my soul had left my body, but it was such a physical experience. I could feel the energy of the ground under my feet. I could feel the intelligence of the sails in my calves and thighs. I was literally running and joyfully thinking, I'm home, I'm home. And then the knowing came that I was not there to stay. And at that same time, this corridor seemed to appear. I, and I knew intuitively I'm to go to the left. I'm to go down that corridor, and I did. I began moving down the corridor. And at the end of the corridor, there was a crib now Griffin my little toddler had been sleeping in a crib at the time of the accident he was just you know 14 months old and so I raced to this crib and I looked in and and there was my little boy sleeping as peacefully as he had been when I glanced in the rearview mirror in fact all those Details came back. I noticed how beautiful he was and how long his eyelashes were and as a father. I I swept him up and I held him I began to weep And at that time there was this presence coming up behind me this overwhelming cosmic wise powerful presence And I begin to be fearful um, My conservative Christian upbringing I I, I I felt like that is God, and I'm in so much trouble. I mean, my little boy is here because I lost control and crashed the car. His life was cut short because I I, I overcorrected, and and, and the guilt began to bubble up, and this presence was coming closer and closer. And as it came so close, and I'm weeping, holding my child, I, I had the thought, I hope I can be forgiven. And with that thought, and this almost felt physical too, these divine arms just wrapped around and held me and my little boy. And that's when the lid came off. That's when the life review began.
0: Robert Baer, a former police officer who spent more than two decades as a California highway patrolman, also reported having a profound life-changing review during his NDE. But what led to it in the first place?
2: I was getting ready to go to Arizona. And my son at the time was a high school football, baseball, and basketball coach. And he had what's called a spring break. So I would always try and coordinate some time to go down there and spend time with him and my granddaughters. Take them to the ball games and just have a good time. It was getting close to that time. At the foot of my bed one night, it was my friend that died and he looked like he did when we were young. I thought this couldn't be. But he talked to me also and I don't know if it was by words or telepathically but I understood what he was saying and he told me that he was going to bring me through the light and he would be there and before I could see anything he said I have to go now I going to visit my grandkids down in Sacramento. He just disappeared. Well, the same thing happened where it was all eerie, and I mean, I was in a pool of sweat. I didn't know what to think, but I made some follow-up phone calls, and I found out his grandchildren did live in Sacramento. I did not know that. Well, it came time to go to Arizona, and um, this was 2009. March in 2009. So I got on the plane, went to Arizona, spent a week with my son and his family. It was really hot, and I was very uncomfortable. And I didn't think much of it, other than it was the changing climate that was getting to me. Plus, I had passed my physical. Um, Kind of put that in the back of my mind that you know I'm I'm fine. So. It came time to leave, and my son drove me to the airport, dropped me off, we said our goodbyes, and I started to feel really sick. I thought, I don't know if I'm gonna make it home to Oregon. I made it through the uh, TSA line, went off into one of the little markets they have uh, at the airport, bought some aspirins, it's a good thing I did, probably, and I took them. And I went down to the boarding area at the gate And when it came time, we were boarding the airplane. I was on the plane. I was actually putting stuff in the overhead bin and I dropped dead from a massive heart attack. And I don't remember anything about being on the plane after that. I went up and I saw colors that don't exist on this earth. It was absolutely phenomenal and everything was warm and it was just like, Nothing mattered. It was all warm, and it's like everybody's just, the feeling is of love and and peace. But I ended up in a situation where I was in front of a higher power, and it was so humbling for me. It still bothers me to even talk about it. After we have this talk here, I probably won't speak for a couple of days. Every time I have one of these interviews or I'm on a show, this happens, but... It was so humbling. I could not look at the higher power, but I was spoken to, and I don't know if it was telepathically or how it was conveyed to me, but I understood what was said. And it, the words were similar to, what good have you done in your life? And then I realized I was, there were all types of souls, or I don't know how to explain it. like an auditorium but it wasn't an auditorium all over the place and the next thing I know to my left I saw my whole life transpire before me it was a life review and it started from the time I was conceived until the time that I died
0: Dr. Jeffrey Long, an author and researcher of NDEs, found that only 14% of the total near-death experiencers he studied reported experiencing a life review. So what did Jeffrey and Robert experience during their life reviews?
2: It was a very unusual experience because not only could I feel my emotions, but I could feel the emotions of the people that I interacted with and when you have a lot of power like i had in my life where you arrested people uh, you uh, uh, fired them if if there was a personnel issue or you graded their papers and uh, Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't pass because of your grade or whatever i mean i saw all these things and all the interactions unfold and it started seeing I started with me seeing a picture or a, or a, a scene of my mother and father and my father was still alive when I was uh, resuscitated and and revived and I was telling him about this and I said I saw a picture of you and mom or I saw a, a scene of you and mom standing by an old Chevrolet. And I said, I know it's a Chevrolet. As a policeman, we pay attention to cars, especially the job that I had. And he says, well, what color was it? And I said, it was black. And he said, what did your mother have on? And I told him, She had a plaid skirt on and a, and a sweater. And my father uh, left. He went over uh, to another room, and I could hear him going through a box. And He came back with this picture. And it's a picture of him and my mother in front of a Chevrolet, and I said, that's exactly what I saw. He, he said, are you sure? And I said, yes, that's it. And he goes, that was one of the best days of your mother's life. I said, why is that? And he goes, that was the day she found out she was pregnant with you, and we got married.
0: Seeing himself inside his mother's womb was just the beginning. He'd also seen something he wished he could have changed.
2: I had a situation where there was a young lady that liked me, and um, the only time I would go out on a date with her is when I had to double date because my sister was 10 months younger than me. My dad was an Irish twin, and uh, if she were to go out, it had to be a double date, and I had to be in the back seat, and she had to be in the front seat. They had their rules, that's fine. So um, this lady was, this young lady was really a, a really a nice person. And um, she came over to see me and I was working on my car, I was a teenager. And she goes, oh, can you take me to a dance tonight at the Coconut Grove? And I said, well, my friends and I want to go cruising. on Beach Street and she goes well I'd like to go there and and I said no I'm not gonna go and so she got mad and stormed off and then she came back later on with a letter it was sealed in an envelope with my name on it and she threw it at me that night she went with some other friends, and they got in a crash, and she died in the crash. And when it got to that point in my life review, I actually heard a voice say, you never opened my letter.
0: Robert reports seeing everything he did, the good and the bad, from the day he was conceived to the day he died. He says they all had consequences. Then what was a Jeffrey's experience like?
1: I was uh, in that thought. I hope I can be forgiven. The first communication was: there's nothing to forgive. Everything is in divine order. and And I thought, how can that be? And then my life, my life appeared. I I, I saw things from my life. I I saw my parents' divorce. I I saw the insecurities that had created in me. I saw the way I I attempted to overcome, or probably more specific, cover those up. For me, it was sports and athletics. And if I just perform well enough, then I'm okay. But there was this insecure little boy and I was seeing it in that innocence, like, wow. And I I saw things and I thought, well, that was a mistake. I, I didn't mean to do that. And this beautiful divine being, God, if you will, who held me said, there are no mistakes. And as God held me, I was told, that's your judgment of it, not ours. You are as beloved, you are as holy, you are as precious to the divine as the little boy you hold. And I was experiencing, that's how God sees me. It's the way I'm seeing my little boy and yet magnified. And so the life review, there was no judgment. There was no judgment. There was simply this unconditional love and the question of what was I learning? What had I learned? What was, what was the lesson? And I was only asked one question the whole time by the divine. And the question was, to what degree have you learned to love?
0: unlike robert jeffrey says he felt his essence completely loved by god and there was no judgment rather he was asked what he had learned from his actions what does research say about life reviews and what could they mean research has found numerous consistencies among life reviews in fact those who experience them almost always recount experiencing the same exact thing NDEers commonly describe their life review from a third-person perspective. Interestingly, as Robert Baer experienced, most people report their life review included a vivid awareness of what others were thinking or feeling when they interacted with them earlier in their lives. Often people are surprised to learn how their words or actions were felt and perceived by others. This often spurs introspection and a change in perspective leading people to view their behavior in a different light after seeing how much it impacted those around them, for the better or the worse. The phenomenon of a life review has actually provided key evidence in proving the reality of NDEs. In a research paper titled, Near-Death Experiences, Evidence for Their Reality, author Dr. Jeffrey Long found that in his review of 617 near-death experiences, a life review occurred in 88 NDEs, or 14%. Dr. Long wrote in his research paper on NDEs that none of these life reviews appeared to have any unrealistic content. He noted that some life reviews included long-forgotten details from early in one's life that the NDEs later confirmed really happened. Dr. Long says, if NDEs were unreal experiences, it would be expected that there would be significant error in life reviews and possibly hallucinatory features. The consistent accuracy of life reviews, including the awareness of long-forgotten events and awareness of the thoughts and feelings of others from past interactions, further suggests the reality of NDEs. But the phenomenon of life reviews tell us something about the nature of our existence. As we discussed, most people who experience a life review go on to live their lives differently and strive to be better, more considerate people. For many, these experience reveals to them that what we do and how we treat others matters on a fundamental level. And they come out of the experience with the belief that we are here to learn and elevate. Jeff and Robert are two individuals who share a unique experience of having NDEs. After their encounters, they both reported having seen a powerful light and eventually having a life review but what kind of an impact did it have on them?
1: I've come to realize as I've grown hold and and processed this, it also meant to what degree have I learned to love myself. Um, You know, I was always taught growing up, you must love your neighbor as yourself. And I had become good at loving the neighbors, but I was so hard on myself. And I could realize I'd done things that didn't work for me. I'd done things that were contrary to my integrity, but rather than judging them and beating myself up, I could ask, what did I learn from it? And how will I change? What will I do differently? And so I came back from that life review, wanting to love more.
0: Jeffrey's life review showed him that every experience is a lesson, the good and the bad but the most important lesson he learned was to love others. What did Robert learn from his life review?
2: What you do in your life matters. I'm convinced of it. And I've I've gone back and I've had to, I've felt compelled to apologize to some people for my behavior. I don't ever want to be the boss again, ever. I won't. I started to write grants and do um, things to help organizations like uh, for homeless shelters and uh, disabled veterans, uh, things like that. I live, in, I live on the beach. I live every day like it's my last day.
0: Robert, on the other hand, left with do good for others. Perhaps this is an opportunity to ask ourselves the same questions. To what degree have I loved? What good have I done for others? It's been great having you with us. I'm Sue and we hope to see you next time on Mysteries of Life.